Welcome to the Bauer Hour. I'm your host, Jake Bauer tonight, and I got a good guest with me this evening. I'm stoked. It's one of my good homies out in Maui, the boy Casey Lamb, legend himself from Madison, Wisconsin, out in the heart of Maui. What's good, boy? How are you? What's going on, my man? It's been a while, man. It's, I haven't seen you since Tahoe days, man. Now you're up in Charlotte. How's everything <laughs> going with you, my man? <laughs> Every, everything's good. Uh, damn, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been about a year since I seen you out in Tahoe, and it was good times out there. We had some it was fun. Good times. <laughs> it was it was fun. I mean, those it's never a bad those time days when we get together. It that's true. I would say. <laughs> Any time that we link up is a good time. I mean that that time that we're out at the Ritz out in Kapalua. Shout out to the boys and Ephraim <laughs> and all the homies hooking that up, and then heading out to Merriman's after that, and obviously all the good times we had in Maui. Going all the way to Denver that one weekend was pretty crazy. Yes, sir, that was a <laughs> the link up in Denver was next level. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta get into that for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later, but. Yeah, for those who don't know, I lived out in Maui. Um, K2 became one of my good friends out. We were hooping one time, and I gave him a couple buckets, and then next thing you know, he was like, who is this white kid in the hoodie? And I'm like, (laughs) that's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but for real, we we met hooping, though, right? We we were like hooping with uh, Maui Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Where what? And that was probably on the west side at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, shout out Lahaina Civic Center. Shout out Lahaina Civic Center. Center. Yeah, just know I gave you a couple buckets back. Let the record. Yeah, that's 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 (laughs) definitely true. I'll I might have some video of that. Maybe I'll put that up uh, on this recording. I might have some video in the archives of the boys hooping. That's that's Tahoe. That's not from the first time. (laughs) Yes, that is Tahoe. That's facts. But man, what's been good? What you been up to? Man, I've just been grinding at work. Honestly, um, lately these days, just trying to find the motivation. Work's been kind of taking up a lot of my time. And so weekends, if I'm not cleaning up around the house, I'm just kind of lounging around these days. So um, so uh, explain to the people like what your what your career is, because I know you're in a real estate development out in Wailea, um, yep. but ex- kind of explain what, what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, so I guess my background is in real estate. Um, graduated from the University of Wisconsin. Uh, Shout out Madison. State. Yes, sir. Uh, with a degree in real estate and uh, urban land economics. And so uh, my background is kind of focused on uh, finance um, and, and how economics works in real estate. Um, and so, yeah, out here uh, working in real estate development and development is multifaceted because you're taking um, you know, kind of a raw piece of land and you're, you're working it through um, the entitlement and permitting with the county. Um, but you're also working with, uh, you know, consultants like architects, landscape architects, uh, civil engineers to work on the design and the planning of a community. Right. So uh, essentially we build out communities and that's what we're that's what we're doing right now. And my role there is uh, development manager, um, but I wear many hats. Okay. Many hard hats, some would say. Many hard hats, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out doing – I got a question for you because I know how Maui yeah. is. We both know how it is. Has there been backlash of you know developing land there in your aspect and your, what you've experienced? Because, I mean, you're, you're developing land that you know is for people that maybe not – can't afford it that are locals there and stuff. So like, how do you deal with that? You know, cause that, that's gotta be tough. Yeah, no, it is tough. And I think moving out here um, was definitely a learning curve of, of that, right. And understanding the dynamics a bit more. Um, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. It's multifaceted. Yes. There's been, there's been pushback and um, you know, I think rightfully so um, the economics of the housing situation out here has been, um, you know, in jeopardy since back in the eighties when development really started to take off. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Western mentality of land ownership, um, it was, was fully really understood all the way through. And we're talking prior to, you know, kind of Hawaii becoming a state. Right. And so mm-hmm. still that education piece about the economics and real estate, um, you know, I, I still think, um, has lacked, um, you know, kind of understanding, but, um, also, it's, you know, it's just 
when you look at the equity of it, um, you know, I, I will say, you know, the local population um, is, is now at a disadvantage. Um, it's just largely now real estate is just unaffordable um, right. in many aspects. And um, a lot of that has to do with just general lack of supply, right? If you read some of the studies, I mean, Maui County, a study that came out in 2020 said they needed 5,000 units built by 2025. Um, and, and that study also states that they need housing units for all aspects of the market. So we're talking luxury all the way down to what is considered workforce housing, right? So to create a healthy market, you do need some luxury built and you, but you also do need the other side, right? You need housing that's going to be for locals. Yeah. Um, and, and right now Hawaii's struggling. It's behind the eight ball on getting units supplied. Um, and, and so I, I will say. Yes, I understand on its face luxury development for, you know, folks that aren't going to live here. Uh, it's, you know, it's a touchy subject, uh, but it does bring in a nice tax revenue, tax base. Um, and again, when you're providing a product in the right location, right, within a resort area where they're taxed higher, where their amenities are, are, are kind of built for a resort environment, if you're building product there, people will tend to go there. Um, if you don't build luxury product, and we've seen this during COVID when supply lacked, People want to come here still and they'll start to go into other neighborhoods out in Wailuku, upcountry, and they're buying in these other markets where, you know, now families are getting displaced. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm on the outside looking in now after living there for quite a while and seeing the whole aspect of it on the west side. I know you're on the mm -hmm. south side mostly, but it's kind of crazy to see all these, you know, local families being displaced. And for those who don't know, Maui rental property is hard to come by. The like, yeah, we're I'm in Charlotte now. I'm paying about fourteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom. If I was living in Maui, it'd be two grand. Yeah, it'd be two that. grand regardless. And most of these people are lit, are working hospitality, you know. And that's the hardest part is trying to find that balance. And hopefully they figure it out soon. I know we've talked about going forward what what could happen and stuff like that, but. Um, I appreciate you sharing that your side of things since you're in that, you know, day in and day out. Um, how'd you just to kind of like pivot off of that? Um, how did you end up a kid from Madison, Wisconsin, end up in Maui, Hawaii? Because I'm from Michigan, as you know, and I know how I ended up there, but like you went out, you went out there without really knowing anybody. Um, and I think you're with your a girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I moved out to Maui in 2018. I was following um, college. Uh, but growing up, I came out here a lot. Um, kind of one of those classic stories. We come every year. But um, <laughs> oh, you're you're regulars. You're regulars. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I, I always joke on folks that kind of brag about that type of stuff. But um, no, I mean, uh, we had a family place out here. And so we would come pretty regularly. So I was familiar with Maui um, and it always kind of had um, a special place in my heart. Um, but yeah, following college, I was kind of looking to move anywhere but Wisconsin. Um, I don't know if folks out there felt negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit with wind chill. I, it's um, a beautiful winter. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you haven't been in a winter in Wisconsin, Michigan, you're missing out. This man is lying to you, I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and I uh, ended up finding a job posting on LinkedIn. Um, it, it was a pretty detailed kind of niche job, right? Real estate development, uh, people come from all types of backgrounds into real estate, finance, lawyers, um, folks that are just generally in real estate that are doing, you know, maybe they have their license and they're selling real estate. Um, and so it just kind of seemed like the perfect fit, small office. Uh, we just had one project going at the time and uh, I interviewed twice, interviews went well and uh, they kind of went silent on me. And so I was like, hmm, what's up with that? Happened to be out oh, here you, for Christmas. You you got ghosted by your employer? I got ghosted at the time. Yeah, man. I did two interviews and I got ghosted. I get and, ghosted uh, all the time and I don't even have any money attached to it. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, I, I was out here for Christmas and I, um, I'm i telling you, persistence is key. I, I reached out to him. I said, look, if you haven't picked anyone out for the job, I said, let's just grab coffee. We'd like to meet with you in person. And uh, we got coffee and with you know had a good conversation kind of, you know, prove to him that I really like Maui. Um, I know what it takes to live here. And uh, two weeks later, I ended up getting a call and got the job. That's sick. I will yeah. say this, like Maui, when you get that call, like, hey, 
you got it. I can, you can come to Maui. Um, that wasn't the case with me. It was more of like, I loved it. I booked a one way and, and left. Um, mm. but just having that excitement, knowing that you're going to Maui to live is yeah. next level. And no, it's great. <clears throat> let me, let me ask you, a, let me ask you a question on that. Cause I, I debate this with my brother. Sometimes I'm a person that plans, right? So like prior to moving, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I need a job. I'm looking at housing. Where am I going to live? You know, looking at cars. For for you, do you feel life kind of comes more naturally to you when you, you know, maybe plan a bit, but you're more kind of like, let's book that one way and we'll figure it out when we get there? A hundred percent. Everything, <laughs> I don't know if this is a red, red flag or not, but uh, <laughs> everything in my life is very, let's figure, like, let's make the first step and the rest will fall into place. Um, so when I moved to Maui, I booked a one way. And shout out to Luke and Lance, my brothers from another mother. Luke and Lance, they housed me the for twins. a couple months. The twins, they they're clutch. You know, they housed me, slept on the couch, wouldn't let me pay rent. Um, and that's been my mentality for a long time. Uh, that was 2015, and ever since then, there's. I mean, you know this as being one of my good friends. It's like, hey, I'm gonna do this. Can you make it? And I'm usually right. that friend to say yes. I'll be there and I'll book the one way and then figure out the details later. Because once you book that one way or make that decision, that's the hardest part, right? Yeah. And then next thing you know, you find housing, you find a job, you find this. But if you're trying to wait for all this to happen, that you're, if you're waiting for steps three, four, five, six, steps one and two are never going to happen. So if you take the first step, then it's it's like walking, right? You can't you gotta walk before you run. And that's just how I live. Like if you're like, hey, let's go to Ireland or Australia or something. Okay, what are what are the dates? Can we make it happen? Let's book the trip and then we'll figure out the housing, how much money it's gonna be, the budget, whatever. But I know I'm going, so now I gotta make it happen, right? Yeah. And the fear of failure is a great thing because it gets you out of your comfort zone, right? So now you know you're going to Maui. You know you're going here or there. How do I make this work for me? And how do I make this become like the law of attraction? How do I make it become reality? Because that's a lot of people don't understand is like they get in these like ruts of like, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't change my surroundings. I can't change where I'm at in the world. But when it comes down to it, it's your one little fucking decision away (laughs) from changing your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't reach out and talk to that small company, you wouldn't be in Maui right now. You'd be, you'd be, who knows where you'd be in the world. Say you're in Madison still and you're crushing it in residential real estate or something like that. Cause people know who you are there, but now your lifestyle outbalances a lot of that and that's another thing i like to talk to people about was like what you want your what do you want your lifestyle to be because if your lifestyle is how you want it to be like and i envy maui like i think about maui every fucking day like my life in maui was exactly how i wanted it to be and who knows i might end end up there again one day but the ability to go to the beach every day and it'd be 75 sunny who cares cloudy some days it might rain whatever but your ability to go to the beach and then go to work or go to work and then go to the beach every day is something that i took for granted and now that i live in charlotte after i moved to charlotte i miss the water i miss being being able to go to the beach because lake tahoe is different beach but it was still a beach it was still sunny every day you were still on the water. You saw the water every day. And Lake Tahoe right. and Maui are very similar. There's only one road around the lake, really. There's only one road yeah. around Maui. I was surprised now by I'm that. Dealing I was with surprised you. by that. Yeah, you've been out to Tahoe. I mean, we had good times in Tahoe. Like, <laughs> Yes, sir. You came out there. Like, this this cat came out there, and we – what was that? A boat party? Went on someone's birthday. A little boat party, yeah. Yeah, I remember walking up, and <laughs> – I'll never forget walking up to this. Uh, there's two boats, of like a speedboat oh, and a pontoon. <laughs> and uh, you see like three guys shotgun on White Claws. And you look at me <laughs> and you go, 
I may identify as white today. (laughs) (laughs) And I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing. And it's crazy to think about. But when you said that, it made me realize where I was at in the world because Tahoe is a special place. And, but what happens in Tahoe? People go boating, people go skiing, snowboarding, people go golfing. And that's the three things I never grew up doing. Right. Like that's like rich people things in my eyes. Right. But it was at the, my, my hands and feet every day. I could do that regardless. Like luckily I had friends that had boats, whatever. I didn't have a boat, but who am I to have a boat? You know, if I had a boat. (laughs) Life would be kind of crazy. Right. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> I'd be out there looking at the stars and the moon still to this day. 35 <laughs> degrees. Dumping snow. Yeah. But nobody wants that. Nobody. And that whole like move to Tahoe and everything was kind of crazy too. And I don't know if I've ever talked about it. It's like I was on a road trip for three months trying to figure out where I was going to live. I went down the East Coast. I went to Mexico twice. Went back to Maui for a month, did the West Coast thing, and I got a call like, hey, I got a cabin you can rent. You can bartend on the lake, and I moved up there. And that's just going back to your point of like, are you a one-ticket, one-way guy? And I am. And some people are like, you should probably plan a little bit better. I'm like, well, if I know me, I'll figure it out, you know? And you got to have faith in yourself, right? Exactly. And that's kind of how I live. And I know, like you said, you're kind of a more of a planner. Like when you moved to Maui, you've been in Maui for six years, almost six years now. Yeah. So that's when I left Maui is like my six year, like how do you see yourself change and evolve? Cause I know Maui is, it changed me like a hundred percent. Like I have more respect for people than I ever had in my life. Like people who grew up with me know that I was a, little asshole, little cocky kid talking <laughs> shit to everybody. Now, like, That's I'm the last person. on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I'm, like, the complete opposite. Like, I got a black eye right now. It's from basketball. But people, yeah. I, like, post on Instagram, well, I got in a fight in Charlotte. And some people right. are like, you don't fight. And that's just no, who I, I don't. Yeah. There's no reason for it. But, like, that's – Maui changed me in that sense. Like, what? where do you – where have you seen most growth since you moved to Maui and like, how's your mindset changed? Um, I, I think it opened my eyes just to a different kind of style of living. Um, you know, I, there was this quote that I read about Hawaiian culture and I'm probably going to butcher it um, and say it not as eloquently, but it was something along the lines of like, there's no, I think it was like Hawaiian culture. Ah, uh, what was the quote? But it was, it was basically saying there is no separation between um, Hawaiian culture, where Hawaiian culture ends and where nature begins. Um, and to me, that was just like a profound thing to think about, because in a lot of people's cultures, um, you know, you don't really have too much appreciation for the land around you and its resources. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, growing up in the Midwest, um, you know, you're in more built environments where, you know, nature is nice to you in the summer and springtime and maybe the fall, and then it's harsh for those other ones. And so I don't, you know, to a degree, you appreciate what's around you, um, but everything is just kind of faster pace. Um, you're not really slowing down to enjoy, you know, a lot of, um, you know, what's around you, like you were saying in Tahoe, or you're even saying when you're out here, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing that I've kind of slowed down on. It was actually being able to appreciate every day that I am here in Maui. Um, there's not a day I don't get in the car and like, there's a rainbow off in the distance or there's a (laughs) sunbeam of light, you know, just coming over Haleakala and it's hitting the West Maui's, you know, that first light in the morning, or, you know, you're at the beach and you just find yourself smiling to yourself. Like, yo, do I really live here right now? Like, this is just my, you know, Saturday afternoon, you know, contrast Saturday afternoon in Wisconsin, you're probably going down to the isthmus, there's a smelly lake because there's a blue algae bloom from all the runoff coming down off of the, the farms that are north of you. You know, you're drinking a pitcher of spotted cow beer, which is, you know, it's it's a vibe <laughs> for sure. But it's just it's different. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. brat and a spotted pitcher of spotted cow and you're hanging with friends. But some cheese you know, curds here. 
cheese curds, yeah, fried cheese curds for sure. But here, you know, they go get the green bottles and you're, you know, you're down at the beach with the cooler and the speaker and a bunch of poke just hanging out. Yeah, exactly. It's just a different vibe. And so, I don't know, just appreciating, you know, the resources and what you have around you a lot more um, and slowing down a little bit. I would say my road rage is still, you know, probably like a six or seven out of 10. But I will say if you need any if you need any driving corrections or anything, you go file Casey Lamb at Lambsgram and he will tell you how to drive because if there's <laughs> someone the, uh... <laughs> who has a problem with road rage, good thing you don't live in a city anymore, my friend, because this guy <laughs> used the correct lane. Left lane is for speeding, right lanes for right. slow. Like I'm like this guy. So, so on this note, <laughs> kind of off topic, but, do you how do you merge into construction lanes oh man all right this is are you going to the front of the line and just working your way in or are you the guy in the back like all right let me get in while i can are you like zooming up to the front and everyone's like fuck that guy and then we get up to the front and you're still waiting (laughs) let me let me educate everybody on on what they call in the world of dot department of transportation as the zipper This okay. guy bringing out DOT lines. He got <laughs> rules and regulations. This the uh, DOT thirteen one regulation four, uh, chapter two. <laughs> Jesus, this guy's like table of contents over here. If you look, there's numerous studies completed on the zipper merge. Right when there's construction and you got to land down. Right, you're driving on a two lane road, and you see the sign. Everybody's seen it. There's a sign. Hey, and quarter mile, the right lane is gonna end. Right. Now, what does everybody do, right? Everyone's everyone wants to be real polite, right? I don't want to piss anybody off. So, like, yeah. oh, the lane's gonna end. I have a lot of lane ahead of me that I could continue driving down, but I don't want to be a dick, right? So I'm gonna slow down, put the brakes on, put my blinker on, and I'm gonna wait for somebody to let me in, right? That's the timid. That's kind of the like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody. That type type B, type B, type B, right? But now you look in your rear view, you got like a a, a line of cars behind you and a free lane ahead of you. Right. The way that the zipper merge works. Right. Imagine you're zipping up your pants. Right. The the little pieces on the I, zipper. All I wear together. Velcro. I don't know what that is. Wow. You're a child. My guy. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with the, with the zipper merge. Right. The whole goal is to keep traffic flowing. When everybody waits, you put your blinker on and you get in one single file line. Now that line doubles in size because everybody's just single file going through this line with the zipper merge. It takes some patience and it also takes being nice to your neighbor. Now, yes, I am that type A dick that's going to drive to the front where the where the merge there it is, is created. There it is. Right? If everyone's rolling in the left lane, then I merge right in behind somebody where there's a where there's a space. Right. If everyone mm-hmm. does that politely, traffic should flow smoothly. The study created on this says that it reduces traffic up to 50 percent. Now, if everybody wants to be type B and get over and be Mr. Nice Guy, now you've just created 50% more traffic. Don't hate me, right? And if you do hate me, that's my hot take. You, but you're going to see me every time in, 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 the, in the black X3. Is this your hot take with Jake line. right now? Is this your that's hot my, take with Jake? <laughs> that's my hot take for Jake. If you're in the zipper merge, man, go all the way wow, up to the Wow, we got to the hot take soon in the episode, folks. We got to the hot take soon. I'm going to well, get some we'll hate say on this. that one. But I, I don't know. What, what are you drinking over there? What is that? Water? No, no, no. No, he says little, no, no. I got a little I got a little something poured up for me over here. Oh, Drizzy. Oh, whoa. Um, but I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't shout out my guy Joe. Um, oh, DJ this Breakcheck. guy. DJ Breakcheck on IG. He's a DJ, uh, good friend. He stayed out with me a couple weeks ago. And uh, DJ Breakcheck, shout him out. DJ Breakcheck. Well, I can't, DJ I'm looking Breakcheck. forward to having him on the podcast. Bro, you two would get along well. And uh, I will say this. that was Oh, he's his. a white guy with a beard? Is that why you say that? That's crazy. <laughs> Y'all got the same humor. That's crazy. <laughs> but he, um, man, he had, that was his thank you gift for letting, me stay, for letting him stay at the house, man. So I'm just, hey, I'm I just w- saying to everybody, I don't expect hey, nothing when y'all come. But If you stay at Lambs Graham's house, if you stay at Casey Lamb's house, folks, it is a hostel. If you, you're more than welcome <laughs> to stay. But they are running a hostel, but you need to bring a gift. We're, we're not running a hostel, um, Maui County, no hostel here. My <laughs> friends do not need to pay. Those are 
very just generous donations donation. are accepted. <laughs> very generous. <laughs> tip, we share that tips together, are appreciated. This guy has a tip jar at his front door. <laughs> Maui County, That's I promise crazy. you, I'm not charging for this. <laughs> Six this guy don't got a, you know, he got listed on the Airbnb <laughs> network. I can't tell you. I know the zoning laws. Hey, anyway, cheers, <laughs> cheers to that, though. My guy, t- here, I'm going to take a little sip of this. You take a. I got some red wine over here. What is it, Pinot? Okay. Uh, it actually is a Pinot. I didn't have any 1942. I'm all out. Look, man, you got to get yourself a Joe. You yeah, I, Joe. you know, I got to get the DJ stand at my crib. My friends just bring um, dirty clothes. Nice. Two for one body wash. Nice. Uh, and who knows? They might leave a T-shirt behind or something. That's cool. I mean, does it stink? Yeah, I mean, it, it fresh. I mean, I wash it, so it's straight. I got like a shepherd basketball shirt from my buddy Andrew, who just stayed a couple weeks ago. But he's six <laughs> eight, two twenty five, so don't really oh, fit. So that's a- So now it's just like, oh, you want to stay the night? Oh, perfect. Here's a shirt for you. It's perfect. (laughs) A little nightgown for the chick. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, so we getting... Shout out Andrew for the nightgown. (laughs) Shout out Andrew for the nightgown. That's crazy. But to be fair... Sarah or whoever sees this Why why do you name out so many crazy white girl names? That's wild, huh? Brenna, you, I don't know, bro. That's just you know. I'm not. You know, that's not really my cup of tea, and that's crazy <laughs> saying that. But I, I don't discriminate. That's for sure. But one reason why me and Casey Lamb get along is because we have different tastes in women, and that's why it makes us a dynamic duo. Um, <laughs> speaking of women, not getting too crazy. Um, <laughs> you did touch on that. You moved to Maui with a with a girlfriend. Um, so I gotta, I gotta circle back. You know, it's giving, it's giving relationship. So you, you, you and this girl are no longer together. Mm-hmm. So, next question. I know mm-hmm. I've been on the edge of my seat too, folks. Um, <laughs> Casey Lamb. I mean, the guy. The guy looks like Drake. He's a light skinned guy, curly hair. He is not a perm. I promise. Um, and, and the beard is, is, is pretty crazy. The guy's a good looking guy. So what's, what's the dating life been like? Um, you know, I will say Maui or, and, and really just an Island is, uh, it's a limited pool, man. You got a lot of transient people that are, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Um, you got a lot of tough. people that you do meet that, you know, maybe you, kind of find a co- connection with just hanging out between friends. And then you find out they have, you know, a partner or they got two or three kids. Um, Ooh. Well, so well, it's just real quick, real quick question. I'm raising yes. my hand. Uh-huh. Is that, is that a automatic, like the kid thing at, at our age? Like if they have two kids, are you kind of like, eh, are you kind of like, oh, let's see how it works out? For me, I, I like to try and stay open. Um, it definitely That's changes the dynamic That's for a lie. me a That's little a bit. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no bullshit. Yeah, that's gonna be an issue. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. Yeah, I'm not. I have a I have a painting in my house right now, painted by my good friend Jalen Plummer. Shout out Jalen Plummer. That's a day one homie. Talk right about there. a good guy. Talk That's about a good guy right there. Um, man, J plum four on Instagram. If you guys need to follow J plum four. Yeah. We'll throw the tag on there or something. Cause yeah, nah, this, that man right there is a real one, bro. He, when he takes you under his wing, I mean, he, he looks out for you. Um, that's a real one. And, uh, and shout out to his fiance, Erica Olsen. She a real one too. We got there. We got Unreal, there. That woman, huh? Later in 2024. Yeah, man. I'm excited for it. And we planned this bash there. party. His, his bad okay. party out in Scottsdale, bro. Hey, I might bring you oh. my plus one. I don't know if I get one. Bro. Hey, say it. less. Jake you don't. <laughs> Jakey boy would be out there in Scottsdale. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, we, uh, so we were talking about, yeah, kids. Anyway, on the painting, it's a painting of Gengar. Shout out, you know, Pokemon fans. And at the bottom, it says, fuck them kids. And uh, that's a mantra right mm. there. So, well, well yeah, when I, when, I mean, so if you are a mother, don't go to Casey's house because it will be an instant red flag because the boy does not enjoy 
the other's kids unless he can give them back. He's not trying to be a stepfather right now. He's not trying to collect <laughs> alimony. He's not trying to do any of that. No, wow. No, wow. No, my boy Maury <laughs> said to me in my ear, Maury, he was like, and that is a lie. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hold on. Let me just call his out because lie detector results are in. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you calling me out. Yeah, I deserve that one because nah, that's a, you did. That was at least right crazy. now, man. I'm just I'm not I'm not ready for kids, and I I can't take on the responsibility of someone else's kids, let alone having my own kids right now. Um, so yeah, just so so that kind of leads me into one of my questions on uh, dating. Mm. What is that a, an instant red flag, or what are your red flags besides? I got three kids. You're like, oh, okay, it's cool. I want to be a fucking mini basketball coach. Sick. <laughs> right. I got a <laughs> forward, a center, and a yeah. You got a point guard just fucking pop, pop, pop. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I'm a. I could be a good. Coach. I'm all for mothers. I'm single mothers. I love you. I'm all for single mothers. Like I said, no discrimination here. If you got kids, I'm the funkle. It's the, all good. He'll, he'll be the man that stepped up. I don't know about that, but I'll. <laughs> that's what you're saying i mean i'll, I'll entertain them for applause. a little bit you know Word. yeah single mothers should get a round of applause for me like, like, I'll automatically like, i'll entertain too but... i'll entertain it's not crazy but <laughs> back to the red flags i'm getting a little right, off. Right, i'm getting right. carried away on that Oh, pouring a little bit more like that. Uh, nineteen forty-two for the kid. 19, Jesus, this this guy is just forty-two. To this, I, just so everyone knows, Casey Lamb does have a house in Kula. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Lamb's Palace, they call it. Uh, Lamb Land, actually. Lamb Land, Lamb Land. I forgot. If you guys <laughs> didn't get an invitation to any of his parties. You're, you're never going to be invited. <laughs> you're not getting one soon. Not getting one. <laughs> yep. You guys better be swiping right on Hinge or whatever you guys are doing out I'm there. A, bro, I actually deleted I actually deleted Hinge all days. I'm, I'm not on any of them right now. Oh, um, wow. Because yeah, I will say this. Taking a pause. You're taking a pause? Yeah, man. No Hinge for the kid. Only meeting people out in the wild. Fred's Taco Night, Tuesdays. <laughs> Shout out Fred. Tuesdays. Shout out Fred. <laughs> Fred, I can't condone the tacos, but I can condone the the, the, the environment at Fred's. The environment, I can condone that, and uh, tacos double, sus uh, margaritas. Tacos super sus. Yeah, tacos super sus. Don't tell Fred. But <laughs> what's what's one of the red flags? This guy's out here dating. You're in the real world again, and uh, it's kind of different time than it was when you're in college. Oh, for sure. I, w- I would say for me, a big red flag is I like to kind of get deep on the first date. Um, like what? Uh, I mean, I'm talking like what What are you doing in your life that's like helping you learn and grow, right? Like we're, we're going to be getting into those type of conversations because um, I want to know. <laughs> I mean, like you could you could date to like have some fun for sure. Um, but like if I see some real interest in somebody, like I want to know, you know, What's motivating you? What are you What are you doing right now? And you know, do you feel that sufficient? Do you want to grow? Do you have goals, life aspirations? You know, do you want to travel? Right? Like, I need to hear. Those You're dating with intention. You're dating with intention. Dating with intention and like, uh, intention doesn't mean. And I think I think this is another hot take. I think when people say dating with intention, they think like it's linear and you need to be heading towards like I'm going to date this person and we're going to be exclusive. But like to me, dating with intention is like, all right, we go on a few dates and we start to feel each other out. Okay, can this be my person? And you know, there's no like crazy expectations that are set right away. You just kind of roll into it. Um, but there's still that intention that like I-, I need to know right away that you have goals and aspirations, or you have mm-hmm. you know a-, a future that you see for yourself. Um, but I, I think a lot of people, when they say dating for intention, they think like, yo, we got, we're going to jump into these expectations right away. We're going to jump into, you know, we're, we're going to be together. We're going to be together, which is, which is cool. I'm, if, I'm walking down the beach with you hand in hand, sunset <laughs> pictures behind me type shit. Right. Exactly. And so uh, that's okay if that's where you're at, but I think that needs to be stated right away. Um, and if it's not. 
then you know why are you why are you coming at the kid? Never mind. I don't want to get too personal with it, but you know what I mean. Just ge- just generally, hey, I mean, get per- I mean, need to be laid out. If we need to get personal, we get need to get personal. Tell me your name. Oh fucking! I just Not, hey the name. But, but I'm just kidding. But I do hear say one thing. Yeah, one th- one thing. The last thing on that. One thing I would just say is like communication. I I had a hard time with, um, and and I think Sid would would agree with that. Um, I think we communicated well in the past few months. Um, but Sid is you know, is your ex girlfriend. Sid is my ex girlfriend that I was with for um, a long time. Great woman. And, um, great woman for sure. And um, I would just yeah, I would just say communication is. Key. Shout out Sid. Shout out Sid. Shout out Sid. Shout out Sid. <laughs> nah, for real though. I, w- I would say if you have you know expectations, state those. You know, let them be known, and then everybody can move forward with that communication in mind. But sometimes that doesn't happen, and you know. You pick up the phone and it's hostile right off the bat, and you're like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't go. I can't go. So I, I, I have a make like you said, first date. You're getting into it. If mm-hmm. some some questions are answered right, it's kind of like there might not be a second date. Right. Um, for me personally, I have one, and it's kind of crazy. Hear me out. It's kind of crazy. I- it actually is. It's actually. Very crazy. So I ask, I ask, <laughs> this is, I hope no one on hinge or any, any girl I've been on a date with lately. Are you about to get dragged? Here's this. I'm about to get dragged. But I ask them if they would name their son a certain name. And if they say no, I don't go out on a second date with them. <laughs> because if anything happened down the line, with intention and we had a kid like if it went well blah 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 six years down the lane down the road we get married and she will she won't name her son jake bauer jr. she's not even thinking about it like she's like no hell no then like jake bauer jr or what do we what do we no 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 Uh, not jake bauer jr that's crazy i mean what's the name though everybody's the name's jacoby jacoby oh (laughs) bro yeah because that's your that's your yeah. black alter ego bro that's it is it is it's my black alter ego <laughs> I, i'm at a coffee shop every, every Look, three it, times a week and i say and my name's kobe i don't think people caught this earlier on when when jake was saying we kind of have different tastes in women jake likes black women jake likes <laughs> you be mixed dark skin everything in between that's love so it. jacoby i, I feel you. it's kind of it's like jake but like yo make it seasoned a little bit throw some season you know throw, throw some, some salt, salt in on there so some seasoning on there you got jacoby mm-hmm. okay okay and I mean, that was my nickname growing up and i was like that's just one of my like questions i asked you i asked a, a girl i'm like hey would you ever name your son jacoby she's like no i'm like well then would you go on a second date no that that's just one of my things i don't know it's probably it's a huge red flag but it's one of my things and they're like eh, i don't know i'm like all right cool that's fine. Look but that, if it's hey, a solid you, no, why would I ever name my son that? Have you ever met a white kid named Jacoby? I'm like, yeah, I can name a couple. And they're like, no way. I'm like, all right, well, here they are. I think I met a Jacoby. I think he was I think he was mixed, actually. So I think there's somebody else out in the world just like you. Just like me. Just got his little And, and just to go Jacoby. back on why like I, I have a thing for mixed girls, shout out to all my mixed girls. Shout um, out to pairs. Mm, love them rick ross interview love them (laughs) but if anything happens they're light skin my blue eyes i mean but anyways back to where we were at got off topic there for a little bit i'm sorry folks oh we're always on topic bro it's never off topic that that's true it was all just two boys this is just two boys kicking it right now hey and that's what we need that's what the world needs there's a couple guys couple fellas you know Enjoying each other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna make it forty minutes in, but I bet there's gonna be some homies that are gonna come. You know, come listen forty minutes in and hear what we got to say. Oh, hundred percent. If they don't, they're not real homies. <laughs> but I will say this: I got a question for you. It's All completely right. not what we're talking about. It's not about red flags. It's not about dating. It's not about anything like that. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. You left your hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. First of all, I need to kind of know what it was like growing up there. But second of all, <clears throat> what advice would you give someone thinking of leaving their hometown? 
I like that question. Um, I, I'm reeling it back in here. I got a little bit carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if there's some if there's some questions you saw that I got sent in from the oh, I got a I got a couple. Today. I got yeah, a we couple. Gotta, the, I, I got a couple uh, from <laughs> the fans. I got a couple. <laughs> um. Anyway, hometowns. Yeah, Madison was Madison was one of those kind of safe, comfortable towns. And this is my experience, right? I mean, obviously, some people might not have had the same childhood or whatever growing up. But for me, man, it was playing outside. We had night games where the whole neighborhood got together. We had 20 kids playing hide and seek, you know, ghost in the graveyard, kickball during Love the that. day, walnut fights. I mean, I almost oh. beamed my dude Jared Matthew in the eye with like an acorn just whipped it through the bush before, you know, Good elementary you, school. Oh, bro. But you, you know, imagine like, you would have took out Jared bro. Matthews out. You would have took out his bro. eye. He'd be blind to this bro, day. Jared Matthews is good, bro. He was a QB. He got like that this. vision. Not, oh. <laughs> Pocket <laughs> he's presence. Also, he's unreal. also a music performance. Yo, shout out Jared Matthews, man. That man is mean on the guitar. Um, okay. And he got a singing voice, too. A little, you know, a little Jack Johnson, if you will. But, um... Yeah, man. I mean, we, we, we grew up that way, you know, just 90s into the early 2000s outside playing with each other. I mean, bro, we used to run around with airsoft guns. Like, can you oh, imagine man. a mixed dude running around with an airsoft gun, dog? Yeah, I'm I'm getting shot on sight. That's Ten crazy. bullets talking about. No, but bro, we used to run around with airsoft guns, like shooting each other, acting like we were. So it's, it, I feel like Madison is six. just another name for suburbs from what I'm hearing. I mean, the town is a, it's a, it's a city, 160 some thousand, 80,000 people, okay. but yeah, I mean, there's suburbs to it and it's predominantly white for sure. <laughs> How about um, to say, if you're running around with airsoft guns, like, oh yeah, Jimmy, it's fine. Jimmy's dad's the sheriff and Brandon's dad's the judge. No, nah, like, Hey, look, not, not that rural. Trust me. If I ran around in some other places, literally like a five minute drive up the street, I'm getting. Yeah. Gun, gun, okay. gun. Yeah. Okay. But um, no, like I said, man, it was it was a good town, you know, good, good school, decent schools. I mean, you need a little push from your parents and stuff, but decent schools, good town, man. I mean, people are friendly. It's the Midwest. Um, people hold the door for you. They say thank you. You know what I'm saying? A little, little, little tinge of covert racism in there mixed yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? 100%. But, um, but 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 people are, are, are pretty genuine, man. And that's the Midwest. And that was that was Madison, at least in my opinion. Um, Obviously, there's always bad to it, but I'm not going to hate on Madison as a city. I would say in a different climate, like I could see myself raising a family in Madison besides the wintertime. But Madison just has that like it's big enough that you can spread your wings a little bit, but small enough that there's community there. Um, but but I will say one thing. It's comfortable to your point about leaving hometowns. Madison is a comfortable town. And I know a lot of people from Madison. They're like, oh, bro, like. I'll, I'll go back, right? And they'll be like, oh, how's Maui, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about leaving, but like, you know, and right away they list off like two or three things that are that's keeping them there. And I like to remind them that unless it's family, um, you know, moving can be a temporary thing and it's a scary thing. But to your point, whether you have something lined up or you're buying a ticket, you can move. And if it doesn't work out, you can always come back, especially if you have family still back there, right? But if family's not 100%. keeping you around, you know, aging parents or, you know, your brother or somebody just had a kid, you want to be there for them. If you want to move, move. It's not a city is just a city. If you're making some money, you can find housing and you can go live there. You know what I mean? You can meet new friends. You can get involved in different things. The fact that people get stuck living comfortably, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And some people are just built that way. But my advice is if you're thinking about moving understand that it's not a permanent thing. It can be temporary. Like where were you at two years ago and what did you do within those two years that you didn't think you could achieve in those last two years? That's the same with moving. If you don't think you can achieve moving, you can, you just haven't put thought to it or you, you know, haven't taken that risk, but watch six months go by after moving and you'll be like, this is working out for me or it's not. And if it's not wick your, you know, lick your wounds and go back. So that's what I got. No, to say that's on that. fair. Yeah. That's that's what I did when I moved to Maui. I gave myself six months and obviously mm-hmm. found, my, found myself and thrived in my own certain way. And like the whole family thing, when you hit hit on that, it was like, that's why I left. It was for my family because mm-hmm. I wanted to show my niece and nephew that you can leave. Right. And it will be okay. You know, like 
you got to think about it. If you reverse engineer it, it's okay to leave. It's okay to chase your dreams because that's what we're taught as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Go chase your dreams. Do what you can be whoever you want. But at some age, those dreams get turned around on you. Like, no, you can't do that. Like starting a business, whatever. Right. People are like, no, like your whole life, it's like dream whatever you want. Dream, dream big, dream big. Right, at some right. age, whatever that might like, be. It's like, cut it. It's like, no, that's, you can't do that. Like, that's crazy. But mm-hmm. moving advanced me so far socially. I was already already a social guy. Now I can be put in a room anywhere. Half my friends, oh, anywhere, more than half, if, are like Hawaiians, and I could sit in the room with them and talk story. If you if you know this guy Jake, I've been trying to get him to be like an intermediary. That's a good that's a good word because this man Jake is like. He will, he will make connections. Like he can identify like who good, like just decent, good people are. And he's willing to put you in the room with somebody and vouch for them. And for me personally, like I'm pretty picky about who I will associate with or trust. Uh, but if, if I know my boys, Jake is vouching for him, like, all right, cool. I'm at least giving that person a chance. They can come through the door. Like, and I'm telling you like the connections that you do create and you build, like it's a, it's a natural thing for you and I, and I get your, your friendly with it, but it's also something you can monetize. And I don't mean monetize in a way to like get over on people, but like you, you do make those connections and you get placed very well in between people, almost like a sports agent, bro. Like somebody wants to invest in something <laughs> like you probably know somebody that can, you know, put up some funds to invest or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, somebody that wants to get involved in, you know, X, Y, and Z, like almost as a sports agent, why should you not get paid for making those introductions? You know? Yeah, and I know we've had, we've had those conversations before about it, and I don't know. I it it is definitely something I've thought about, but I feel like I don't know. It's always been like something I'm just like enjoy doing, right? Like yeah. I enjoy mm-hmm. getting you into Merriman's because Merriman's because of Shout Lance. Out Merriman's, bro. Because like Merriman's Kapalua is the best restaurant on Maui, hands down. Hands People say Mama's Fish House, but it is not. I'm it's sorry not, to I'm say. Sorry. You got to drive to Paia. You got to drive Mama's right home. there, but Merriman's is just... Merriman's is different. View, if you go to Merriman's you know, Kapalua, you have the best service. Um, hit me up if you guys ever want to go. Um, because my boy Lance Cartagena is next level. Mm-hmm. Those guys out there are just crazy. And mm-hmm. you guys want to go to Monkey Pot? His twin brother, Luke. They're doing a great job in Kanapali. It's just... Those boys have it figured out over there on the west side. And Shout out West Side because it is the best side, and I love Bro, that West place Side. Forever. Is the best side, man. I'm, I, I honestly, I don't even go over there right now. I got my boy Oscar the Barber. I'd be remiss if I didn't shout him out. I'm actually going to see him on Tuesday because the boy looking like he needs. I was surprised. Up. I was surprised you didn't get a haircut already. I, I, I knew you. You were going to be on camera today. I thought you were going to make me wait till you got a haircut next Saturday because every time I, I call, call Casey, Oscar, <laughs> every time I call you, you're like, I'm going to get my haircut. And it's, only any time you have something going on on a Saturday, I'm like this guy. Get a I'm fresh call Oscar. Like yo, I need a, I need a house call, bro. I, bro, Oscar <laughs> the barber on IG. This boy is, but that's the only reason I go to the. I still drive from Kula an hour and twenty minutes to go support Oscar. That man has it figured out, and not only does he give you a good cut, he takes his time, but he also teaches people. Like everyone in his shop, he's groomed in some way. And I'll be sitting in the chair, like when he had a shop. He lost his shot to the fires. Unfortunately, he's looking for a new spot right now. But every time I've been in his chair, he will invite over a young boy. And as he's tapering me or whatever, he's sitting there giving them a lesson on how to cut. I mean, he's just, he's a selfless dude, man. He's a selfless guy. And uh, he's doing great things right now, post-fire, helping out his barbers, getting them back on their feet. Um, Gear's coming into him and his shop, and he's distributing out to his people. I think he employed like seven people. Um, That's it. Had had chairs in there, so yeah. Shout out Oscar, man. I'm going on Tuesday though. I am getting. <laughs> I getting a fresh cut on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the whole fire situation is very tough, and I mean, I don't want to dive too much on, in on that because just because of the topic, conversations kind of deep, and if you don't have ties to Maui, it's pretty. You can't really comprehend yeah, you should... that. Exactly. And you should, you should, you should leave it to the people that are from over there. I mean, everybody has an opinion on everything, but when it comes to something sensitive like that, let the folks from that land, from that area have an opinion and you Mm -hmm. just let that. And it kind of like, 
that kind of like goes into like what else I want to talk about is like slow down and appreciate what you have in the moment that you have. Cause one day it could be mm-hmm. gone. Right. Exactly. And exactly. we've kind of touched on this um, recently about like, we're always looking for the next thing, the next high, the next accomplishment, the next right. celebratory moment. But how do we stay like, grounded not grounded but like appreciating the time that we put into something and just appreciating that and like taking time to pat yourself on the back instead of being like all right cool i just did this now i gotta go do that you know like i don't know if you've dealt with that lately but i know i have and it's like it's kind of tough it's like yo all right cool did this did that now what you're kind of lost, right? You're like trying to find yeah. that next thing. Um, have yeah. you, like, no, have you had me, to be that lately? Yeah. Let me hear your perspective on that first and what you've been dealing with and I'll get into mine. Well, like, I feel like, you know, I was traveling a lot. Like my persona is like this guy who travels and mm-hmm. is always down the yes, man, the fun, energetic, social butterfly. And so when I do something, say move to Charlotte from Tahoe, a cross country move again. And I'm in Charlotte. And now I'm like, instead of being happy that I could find the balls to move across country and figure it out, I'm like, okay, I'm now behind the eight ball. And I'm trying to figure out how to get ahead and get to that next celebratory moment instead of appreciating the fact that I'm in a new city I right, can experience new things, right? new things, new people, new friendships, new things. And I'm not taking advantage of the moment and appreciating the moment of being somewhere new. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I think that kind of yeah. stems from like the social dynamic of how we are in social media and things like that, where you're like, you see people on social media, I'll be honest, is complete bullshit. I'm going to say that here now, and I'm a culprit of that as myself. We only post the highlights of our life mm-hmm. on social media. And you get caught up in comparing your life schedule to the highlights of other people's life schedule, right? Exactly. So now it's like I'm in this new city. Instead of preaching the, fit, the fact that I can go to Hornets games, Panthers games, any right. concert, <coughs> um, Trash teams, I'm like, but, oh, you know, you go. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte is not a great sports center. I'll tell you that. I'll be the first to fucking – Jesus. People are like, you a Hornets fan? I'm like, no, they're trash to watch. Like, Who is, bro? But me and my buddy got season tickets, so it's like – because we yeah, want to go to games, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like instead of appreciating the fact that I have that, it's like, all right, now how do I get to this level of appreciating the city in a different aspect where I have X, Y, and Z? Instead right. of just appreciating it now, right? So that's kind of what I've been dealing with with the move is just trying to find my place and yeah. be successful in my own sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it's different for other, like everyone, wherever they're at in the world. But we do get caught up with comparing our lives to other people's on social media when we're completely opposite people. And you're like, all right, cool. They're getting married. You should get married. I need to find a wife. I need to find a girlfriend. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, why? And everyone who's married is like, dude, chill. You're fucking 30 years old. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's crazy. Don't do it. Chill and hang out and live your life and keep traveling. And I'm like, all right. So who do you, do you keep comparing yourselves to your friends on Instagram, social media? Or do you hear people who have lived this life already? And you take their advice, right? And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I'm going to keep doing me. And if something falls into my lap, cool. If not, awesome. Also, my values have changed so much since I was 22 years old. Yeah. Like, I don't need the hottest girl at the bar. I don't need, like, the best job. If I could, I'd be happy making X, Y, and Z amount of money. And live comfortable. Like, I don't That's need it. a mansion. Mm-hmm. I need to just have my family, good house, no debt, boom, 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 some rental properties. 
Exactly. <laughs> he was like, well, I need a, I need a little something. <laughs> yeah, I need a little something. So I'm but leaving like, here. I'm leaving here with something. I'm from around the way. But I mean, <clears throat> no, I it's that. just you always chase that next high, and it's like, when do you have time to appreciate the moment, right? Yeah, and I, I, I think that's what I've been struggling with lately. Has been like. I'm just, I'm kind of motivated that way. And I just, I feel like I'm always chasing, like, what am I doing next? If I do come home on a weekend and I'm just hanging out, I'm, you know, by the end of the night, I'm like, why did you just sit around and do, you know, nothing? Why are you not being productive? Even though you just worked a 40 hour week being productive and you got paid for that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I do enjoy my job. It's, it's got purpose to it. Um, you're building communities, you know, you're, you're building spaces for people to live. Uh, but at the end of the day, my job does not define who I am and my full, you know, set of beliefs. Um, and there are other things that I want to achieve and accomplish. Um, you know, financial literacy is a big thing for me. My parents were both, you know, proponents of, you know, saving money, investing, um, <clears throat> you know, business minded folks. Uh, but a, not, a lot of people don't have that. Um, and I was also fortunate. I had a mentor uh, by the name of Robert Wynn. Uh, he had a group called Millionaires Club where they, you know, teach you about investing in the rule of 72 and all these little things, you know, at a young age. So you're just you're kind of open to it. Um, and so for me, I, I think it's important for other people to understand that. And I and I think for me, because I was open up to that at a young age, I'm always thinking like, OK, I got to be successful. I got to hit certain points in my life where I'm, you know, making so much money or I have these other investments. But. You know, I think you also need to realize in life that it's it's not all about that. It's a, about enjoying moments in your life um, and also looking back and enjoying what you have accomplished so far. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm I am comfortable with, you know, where I am in life. And there are things I want to do, like starting that financial literacy for, you know, kids that don't aren't being taught that in school or, you know, even starting up another side business with with printing, um, you know, some of my photography. But right now. You know, you should I should also be looking back and appreciating like you've developed a new skill, drone photography and your photos. You know, people appreciate them and, you know, they give you your, They're my your lock flowers. Screen. Yeah. Shout out phone screen Fridays. They're coming phone back screen soon. Fridays saved my life. I mean, <laughs> phone screen Fridays and I'm getting into printing soon. But it's it's one of those things right? you know, I do it just and and when it happens, I'm like, oh, well, that's just what I should be doing. You know, I should be taking cool photos because. If you want to progress in your life, you know, you got to make sure that you have a different eye than other people. But I should look back and think, hey, that's a skill that you developed. You know, you could monetize it, but also appreciate it for what it is. You enjoy doing that as a hobby um, and, and enjoy other things. So I'm struggling right now between motivation of wanting to start and get into new things, you know, versus also like resting, letting your body rest, being comfortable with where you're at. Um, you know, we're, we're only young once. Um, and I think that's something I've been grappling with, too. And it's a weird thing because I don't really fear, you know, I'm not a person I don't think fears death or fears a lot of things. But I've also been kind of grappling with, you know, like getting older lately, man. Like it's, it's kind it's of weird. a crazy, crazy topic. I don't know that we need to go down that road, but that's just it's something that weird. popped up like in the last two weeks, man. Like I just tweaked my knee barely playing two games at Kalama Park. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's crazy. You're getting older, bro. It's it, getting it's, older, uh, man. It's weird uh, when you start thinking about life in stages, right? It's like 10 years ago, you were here. Right. Now now you're here. And then a decade later, how quick that time, the last 10 years happened to where right. the next 10 years will be. You're like, holy cow, like my life well, will be. 10, 15 years different. ago, we were playing AAU ball, eating Wendy's at like 10 a.m. And then playing a full basketball game with like a D1 recruit. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. I was nice, but a D1 recruit that was like 6'3" lost his birth certificate and now he's playing <laughs> down with you know u16 yeah. you know yeah. poking the dunking the ball and you're like yo like but i could run the full game no questions off of a burger and fries and a frosty from wendy's at 10 a.m right no, don't forget I, I don't forget that, do that oatmeal cookie from aunt De little debbie little debbie that's little what i'm debbie saying oatmeal bro, cookie. now i gotta wake up i'm it's coffee and i'm stretching at least six seven minutes and bro, even then, my I'm, back. Getting, I'm getting injured bro yep facts dude and just getting older is kind of wild and that that could be for another conversation one day but life comes at you fast i will tell you that no yeah, matter how yeah. old you are life will come at you fast 17 22 42 52 <laughs> like 
we still got a lot of time in the world, but it it kind of gets at you sometimes. It does. It does. Speaking of life coming at us fast, we are at the Bauer hour. It's an hour right now. Oh, so, shit. It so is I'm, the Bauer hour. Saying, it's, the, it's the homies. It's the homies hanging out. It's literally an hour. It's one minute. It's an hour and a minute right now. It's I'm the thinking, homies hanging out. It's the homies hanging out. I'm thinking it's, what we maybe should do is read off some questions and we kind of we just give like quick, quick little answers to some of the questions that yep. gave us. OK, perfect. Perfect. I got a couple right here. All right. <laughs> favorite drake album and why um on the count of three we'll both say our favorite drake album and then right. we're going to whatever all right um that's an easy one yeah it, it, it is easy all right three two one take care take care let's go let's, <laughs> let's go, go. That's, the, that's the that's the only one to name i'm sorry that's just this is best body of work it is all songs down the whole album I'm listening to it. Marvin's room. Marvin's crazy. room. You throw that in the car ride and I'm singing every lyric. Every single lyric, bro. And off the in, 1942, I'm telling you, I'm in the bathroom with the same look. Looking at the <laughs> <trying> to... <laughs> I'm, bro, I'm take, on a Take care for me car. came at a, at a, it's really the memories and the time that it came. Like take care. It was just like, it was a special moment in, in, in time, bro. I think I was like a junior, senior in high school. And it was just that and the Carter three was just bumping everywhere. Oh, shout out Lil Wayne, yeah. Dude, Carter three slaps. But take her album. Like shout out Sloan. I know that was Sloan, Allison. Ah, uh, yeah. That was I know Sloan. that was Sloan. That was Sloan. <laughs> I know that was that Sloan. That was Sloan. Shout out Sloan. All right. <laughs> another another question. Another question. Have your values changed as you grew up? Oh, 100 percent. I would say. I would say to keep it short, my core values that I've learned from my father and my mother have not changed. Um, I would say I'm, I'm the same person that I was um, for sure. Uh, but there's a, there's a few other values that I think have come into play for sure. Um, and, and I will say for me, it was a change from like, I probably was a little more materialistic um, when I was younger. Um, I like nice things, but for me now, nice things need to be attached with an experience. Like I, I do drive a nice car, BMW, but it's not because I want a status of it. It's because that thing handles going around a curve doing 80 miles an hour. And I'm barely feeling the tires slipping on the road. It just grips it that right. way. So yeah, that makes it drive Otherwise, the pulley pulley for sunset easier. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm not doing 80 going up there, but the, the poly on the way to the West side. <laughs> yes. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Another question. Who are you when shit hits the fan? Whoa. That's a deep one. Who am like, I? Are you the calm, the cool, fan? collected, like, let's figure this out? Or are you, like, kind of, like, caught in the I'm midst a, I'm of a, it all? I'm, I'm a bit of both, man. I can, I can sense my heart racing and my elevated. I'll go back to, like, 2019 or something when there was a fire down the Central Valley heading directly towards... Uh, where I used to live down in Kihei and um, big fire. And right, I was coming back from the west side because I was working there. And right when I got to the intersection going down North Kihei Road, the, the police came and blocked it off and were like, you can't go through. And I'm like, bro, my house is right at the edge. I'm like, I got pets in there. I got a dog and two cats. I'm like, I got to get back and get them out. No one's home. Big cat guy. And he's big cat guy. Dog for sure, but big <laughs> cat guy too. Shout out all them cats and uh, all them felines. But he's telling me I can't go through. And I'm like, I, a little white lie. I'm like, oh, I got my kids in there. The babysitter's there, but you know, she's on a moped. Can't get them out. And he's like, I can't let you go through. So I'm like, all right. So I go up through the light and I just hit a U-turn into the dirt and I'm flying down South PA road doing crazy numbers. And I get there, get the cats out, get the dog out. I got them in a, I got them in a crate. I'm going through Safeway, like picking up water and other like, <laughs> <little> supplies. <laughs> it's crazy. Some woman told me I can't have them in there. I'm so, like, so, so you're more of like the responsible guy. Like I need to do this. I'm responsible and I'm, I'm going to hop into action. Like for a set, you can feel your heart racing, but like I'm going to hop into action. So that's, that's, that's the All kind right. of guy I am. I'm responsible and I'm, right. I'm getting into the action for sure. Girls take notes. I, I know there's a couple of you out there listening to the boy. I, um, that was, I had a couple more, um, it was why you moved to Maui and why I think we figured that out Covered earlier. That. Covered that. I will say this is the segment for hot takes with Jake before we leave this. So my hot take, I think your hot take earlier was the driving, the zipper lane yep. thing. Yeah. 
which is wild to me. Never thought about it. Never think I would. Um, but my hot take is why in the hell do we say, how you doing to people all the time? It's the most rhetorical question. No one cares. No one, no one tells the truth. Cause everyone's like, Hey, how you doing? Good. How you? And it just keeps going. Boop, boop. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. But we say it. Why don't we say like, good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Right. But we ask, how you doing? And right. everyone just says good or not much. People don't even hear the word. They hear the question. They're like, oh, not much. And keep going. Exactly. That's my hot take. I don't know why we say, how, how you doing? How are you? Because the answer really do- is never the truth. Because no. if you told someone you're doing bad, they don't got time to listen like, to your eh. shit anyways. Yeah. You and wanna, they don't you really care. You want to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a shout out here. And I think this could be a future guest on the Bauer Hour. I'm going to shout out, make, make big talk on Instagram. Um, it's a person, um, I was introduced to probably a year ago here on Maui, Kalina Silverman. And her whole thing revolves around making big talk. And it's the opposite of small talk. You don't ask, how are you doing? Right. You, you ask these big questions that are going to lead into deeper conversations. Ooh. And, uh, um, her, her, her page is blowing up right now, man. She's, she's asking good questions. I think one that I just saw was like, what was, what was like a, a moment? Uh, I, I forget the, the question I was asked to this man, but he had just lost his son. Um, and it was a question that reminded him about, you know, losing his 15 year old son. And like, when you're asking small talk questions, like, Oh, how are you doing? You know, you don't, you don't get taken back to those memories, but when you get asked a question that triggers you into memories, deeper memories, Right, all of a sudden you're making big talk. So shout out to Kalina Silverman. Pause. That's, we got to pause. We got to yeah. pause. And like I said, thanks for coming out, brother. That was awesome. I appreciate you sharing your story and kind of where you're at in life and the the hurdles that you overcame. And I'm super stoked of what's to come for you out in Maui and the questions and everything that the that the people had for you were kind of funny. But (laughs) I do appreciate you, man. And uh, I can't wait to see you again. And, oh, we didn't touch on the Denver story, but maybe we'll we'll come back to that at another time. Maybe for the the next one. For the next one, yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that. But I appreciate you, man. And like I said, for those of you who are looking to subscribe, like, comment, it's uh, the Bauer Hour podcast on Instagram, the Bauer Hour on TikTok, and it's going to be on YouTube as well. So. Like, comment, subscribe. This is my boy Casey Lamb. Thanks for your thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate you. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, as always, I know we went a little past about our hour, but that's just two homies hanging out, man. It's always a genuine time with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to the other guests you're gonna have on your show soon, man. It's gonna it's gonna blow up. I think it's gonna blow up for sure. Yeah, we're gonna have fun with it, man. I, I hope everyone for got sure. a couple laughs out of there. And <laughs> look forward to Casey Lamb popping on the podcast a little bit more often. And we're gonna <laughs> yes, be getting sir. it. We got a lot of stories stories to tell and to share with you all. So you guys have a blessed <laughs> evening. Appreciate you. God bless. <laughs>